Hey family, this is Dave and Stacy with Plants Change My Life. Thanks again for joining us in our Spring into Ultimate Wellness series. If you're new to the show, welcome. And if you've been with us, welcome back. We're so glad to be in your presence again. Today, we have the seventh step to take as you move to become your best self. There's an adage that says, keep your friends close and your farmers closer. Food is something critical to life. We place a lot of trust in the people who create and handle our foods. And that trust is very often blind and unconscious. Do you ever stop and think about the origin of the food you're placing in your shopping cart? Farmer and author Joel Salatin says, quote, this magical, marvelous food on our plate This sustenance we absorb has a story to tell. It has a journey. It leaves a footprint. It leaves a legacy. To eat with reckless abandon, without conscience, without knowledge, folks, that ain't normal. Prior to the 1970s, many of our experiences with food and products were close to home. The food acquisition experience included the milkman, the vegetable truck, the local farm stand, the mini market up the street, or even closer, the family's garden or farm. America made a big shift around this time to a culture of convenience rather than a culture of care. We went from cooking from scratch at home to TV dinners and fast food. Now we all have the stories from parents or grandparents growing up, eating fresh foods and making their own canned goods, their own wines, They even had natural remedies for almost anything you can think of, right? So think about our experience today. Much of our food found on supermarket shelves have been transported from sometimes thousands of miles away. Often the food we eat on a daily basis originates from places we've never set foot in. The goods lining store shelves sometimes have been transferred through the hands of hundreds of unknown faceless strangers. Most people don't really think about where their food comes from or the story behind the food found on store shelves. Well, today in step seven of our Spring into Ultimate Wellness series, we want to encourage you to think about the origin of all the food you eat and take the steps to eat more local foods. We're going to give you 10 quick reasons why and five easy ways to make it happen. So let's start with why. Did you know that 1,500 miles is the average distance food travels before it reaches our grocery store shelves? Did you know that food typically spends four to seven days in travel and is picked before it's ripe? These factors impact freshness, cost, and flavor. So reason number one to eat local foods is that local food is the freshest food. Think about how a flower starts to wilt as soon as it's disconnected from its life source. You can see and taste the difference in food that was picked today Versus something that was picked last week. Reason number two. Local foods pack more of a nutritional punch. Local produce is picked after it has ripened naturally, while food that has to travel long distances is often picked before it's ripe. For example, a study published in the Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry found the levels of health-promoting anthocyanin pigments more than quadrupled as blackberries became fully ripe. Quadruple. <laughs> yes, quadruple. Speaking of three, reason number three is taste. Look, 
quadruple is four, though, right? Yes, it's four, oh. Dave. Go back to the drawing board, uh, teacher Dave. Come back again. Come see us again when you get your numbers fixed. All right. Well, speaking of one minus four minus one, reason number three is taste. When food is picked and eaten at the peak of freshness, it not only retains more nutrients, it also tastes better. Think about a tomato from the grocery store versus a tomato found in your garden or a farmer's market. If you haven't had that experience of a fresh tomato, like go find somebody with some tomatoes because it's a major difference, right? Or think about a watermelon from a local farm in July versus one found in the grocery store in December. And please don't buy a watermelon in December. It's <laughs> totally out of season. And no taste. No taste, right? <laughs> if, it is, if it does have taste, something's going on. On top of that, shopping with small local growers can expose your taste buds to more variety. Small farmers may grow a variety of heirloom produce, which you might not find at the supermarket. And reason number four, foods from local growers may contain less or no pesticides compared to big industrial farms. Some small-scale farmers, they use organic methods, but they simply can't afford the fees required for certification. And even if they aren't organic, small farmers tend to use fewer chemicals. And the great thing about shopping at farmers markets is that you can ask them about their use of pesticides. Another downside to food that has to travel long distances is that it may be irradiated. And that means the food is exposed to radiation to kill the bacteria on the food. The Center for Food Safety and other consumer advocacy groups have expressed strong health concerns about this practice, and they say irradiated foods results in poor food quality. They say radiation can impact food's odor, taste, color, and texture. The point is, our foods have costs that are both seen and unseen. Right, and that brings us to reason number five, knowing where your food is coming from. Shopping with local farmers and markets or growing your own food gives you the opportunity to know exactly where your food is coming from. And it's nothing better from when the time we started using farms that are around and learning our farmers. It's nothing better than knowing your farmer. Uh, there's a farm here in Houston, uh, Agricola Farms that we use, that we know them. We know them and they, when we're at our markets, they'll give us some food to cook along with our foods or we plan ahead to where we're actually using those foods as fresh as possible. We know the hands that picked our food. The sixth reason to eat local foods is that shopping locally for food is a vote with your dollars. When you seek out locally grown foods, you're supporting family farms in your area. And when we keep small farms in business, it reduces our reliance on these big industries. And there are just a few big companies that are in control over a large portion of food that shows up in the grocery stores. These large industrial farms and factories are also known for exploiting workers who are largely impoverished people of color and migrant workers. Many of them here in America and around the world face inhumane working conditions. And this is part of the system that's bringing many products to market. When we shop with these companies, we're supporting their practices. Shopping small with ethical companies is a vote against those big monopolies and their systematic abuse. So that brings us to reason number seven. As we know from last year's massive shutdown, when a lot of consumers face empty store shelves, food security is a real issue. With just a few big industrial growers supplying our local grocery stores, 
a disaster situation that impacts one of these industrial farms can quickly create food shortages across the country. When we grow our own food or support local growers, we decrease our reliance on these big food companies, and we put money in the pockets of the people that we see in our communities rather than the big companies that we don't even know. Mm-hmm. Reason number eight. Let's talk about food safety. Now, we've all heard about the E. coli outbreaks, the salmonella outbreaks, the listeria outbreaks. A lot of the food items on store shelves are shipping in from other countries. Shopping local with small farmers creates fewer steps between your food source and your table. And the fewer the steps, the less chance there is of contamination. Reason number nine is that eating local is the perfect way to be in tune with Mother Nature. Local foods are in season. Mother Nature is brilliant in giving us foods that are perfect for each season that we're in. One, think about juicy watermelon, right? Which we we love using watermelon as an example. (laughs) Juicy watermelon in our sweltering summers in Texas or any summer, even up in Minnesota, it's hot summers, right? Colorful vitamin C rich orange pumpkins and squash during our cold winter seasons. Studies show that choosing fruits and vegetables grown in season may be healthier. When researchers at Montclair State University compared the vitamin C of broccoli grown in season with broccoli imported out of season, they found the imported out of season broccoli had only half the vitamin C. And last, but not at all least, number 10, growing your own food and eating from small local farmers creates less of an environmental impact. Buying food from local sources takes less energy, utilizes less plastic, and creates less waste. Okay, so now you know why. Let's talk more about how to do it. One option is to grow your own food, like we mentioned before. Gardening activist Ron Finley says growing your own food is like printing your own money. Think about that. Start small, like a pot of herbs. Even if you have little space, there's still room to grow. We started out using the ledge of our kitchen window to hold a couple of herbs. It's cool to be able to grab a couple herbs when you're cooking and not even have to go outside, you know, that you all you grew it all on your own, and that makes it even better. If you do have the space and the land outside, go ahead and give gardening a try. And even if you have small space, you can still do container gardening with pots, right? You can build a small bed. Or if you have good soil or you've worked on your soil, go ahead and go straight into the ground. But the big thing is just go ahead and just try it. Even if you're going straight into the ground and you're not eating those foods because your soil might not be good, just the act of seeing something grow is, is, is beautiful, right? And one way to do it, one thing I like to do is use black-eyed peas, peas, beans. I grow a lot of black-eyed peas, peas, and beans because it's good for the soil. If you have bad soil and you've tested it out or you just use strips to kind of see the acidity of it, you could throw out black-eyed peas and it helps the soil rejuvenate. Make sure you check out our episode posts. We have some more links to help you get started with gardening. Option two, let's say you want to do more than what your living space allows. Join a community garden near you. A lot of cities and organizations have created community gardens for area residents. And with this method, You can get your hands into gardening and also gain the assistance and community of others who are working to also grow their own food. Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome way. We we were part of a local co-op here in Houston, and that's one of the ways we learned a lot about gardening because we helped build a garden, you know. And the people we met during that experience, 
had awesome tips, and especially in the inner city, a lot of people that were that live in the inner city, some of the elders, they have a wealth of experience and knowledge. These elders came from situations where they grew up on farms and lived on farms, and if not, their parents did. So they took that knowledge, and now they're just living in cities, and they're able to grow small gardens that are just awesome, right? Now, if you've been trying and trying to get the garden going and you're still struggling, or you're just not able to produce enough food for your daily eating, then here's an option for you. Shop at your local farm stand or farmer's market. The bonus is that you will save money all the while developing relationship with the farmers. You'll also always know what's in season and get freebies thrown in sometimes. We have some farmers that we buy from who always throw in some extra goodies for us. Option number four, you can also look for and join a food co-op or look into community-supported agriculture. A membership with a CSA program allows you to gain a local food subscription and receive weekly or bi-weekly produce boxes. You can have these delivered to your front door or you can pick them up from a central location. We will have links in this episode's post to help you find all these resources in your area. And finally, you may just be able to find local options in your neighborhood grocery stores. Yep, yep. So these options are usually labeled as being local. If your store doesn't carry any of these options, you should know that many stores have suggestion cards. You can encourage your local grocery stores to carry local produce and other food grown by local farmers by filling out a suggestion card and letting your voice be heard. You most likely will not be the only person making these suggestions. And... Also, get to know your produce manager. This is one of the best things you can do. I remember when I first went vegan, I would eat a lot of coconuts, right? I would drink the coconut water from the coconut, and I would eat the coconut meat or use it for different smoothies or other raw recipes. But I had to go way across town to get some coconuts. So one day I decided to talk to the produce manager in a grocery store that was near me. And he recognized me from going to the store and everything, but... I spoke to him and asked, I said, uh, do you guys have coconut? Like, can you order young coconuts? And he was like, yeah, 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 you can order them. He said, uh, how many do you need or how many do you want? I was like, well, I need like a box, you know, uh, and I needed however many as pretty much weekly that I needed them, right? I was doing a lot of raw foods at the time, and he ordered the box for me. I would go pick it up at the store, and that would be that, you know? And from that point on, they started carrying more coconuts. So you opened up coconuts for the whole community. Coconuts for everybody. (laughs) All right. So to put it simple, here's the action step that you should take this week. Eat local and try your hand at growing some of your own food. It can be as simple as a pot of your favorite herbs. And if you haven't visited your area farmer's market, go check them out this week. Now, remember, this isn't about growing all of your own food and buying all of your food from a local farmer. We know that that is quite a feat. Our goal is to simply become more conscious as consumers and to make steps to include more in-season and fresh local foods in our daily eating routine. To wrap it up, don't forget to visit our forum and tell us all about how you are making steps to eat more local and to grow your own food. So we'll end this episode just like we started this episode with some food for thought. And it goes like this. Shake the hand that feeds you. Simple as that. That's from author Michael Pollan in his book, In Defense of Food and Eater's Manifesto. Let's really think about where our food comes from and aim to eat closer to home 
as much as possible. Remember, we have included some links to resources that'll be helpful in this mission. So check it all out on this episode post on our website, plantschangemylife.com. Are you listening for the first time this week? You can get these episodes sent straight to your inbox so you won't miss a beat. Visit our website, plantschangemylife.com, and sign up for our free newsletter. And if you missed any of the previous shows, you can always catch up with them on our website, plantschangemylife.com. Just click on podcast. All right, so thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again. Until next time, remember, when you eat good, you reap good. Peace.